Hey, welcome to SWAT Radio with Doug McCary of His Light Ministries. So happy you are listening today. I am Taylor Johnson, and if you would like to join the discussion, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor at swatradio.com. Doug is not in this week. I am joined in the studio with Brad Sykes. Brad, how are you doing today? I'm good, Taylor. Good to be back in here yeah. with you. And uh, you and I were just chatting before coming on the air that uh, I haven't gotten to see you face-to-face after uh, becoming a new dad. Yeah. So congrats. Thank you, thank you. Glad it's been hear, awesome. Glad to hear baby and mama are doing well. Yeah, they're doing great. You know, we never check on dad. How's dad doing? <laughs> yeah, dad's doing good, too. <laughs> it's, a, it's quite an adjustment, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It's a... Uh, it is. It's been a good one so far. So I've you know been really excited. Hey, man, I always tell I always tell guys that uh, are new dads, and of course I, I remind them as I, I, you know, you and I have spoken. My passion is to is to pour into young men, young dads in particular. That uh, my own testimony, and I'm sure many of those who may be listening to us today would testify to this fact that your children will be one of the greatest tools in God's hands to mm. transform you into the image of Christ. Mm. Uh, just let your head, kind of your mind, wrap around the idea that God is going to use your children to shape you into the man he wants you to be. Uh, you know, we tend to think, well, we're about shaping our kids, and it's true. Yeah, God has definitely put us in that role, but they will actually shape us as well. Pretty cool. I can see how that will end up being the case because I've already sensed that. You know, and I'm like, oh man, you know, she's here. I, yeah. So, that's yeah. What, what awesome. can I, what can I get for you, honey? What, what do you need, honey? <laughs> yeah. Yes, I'm here for you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, boy, a con- constant uh, constant reminder of that. Of course, now I'm in a Doug and I are in new seasons of life. I mean, as grandparents, yeah, you know, yeah. And it's great. Anybody listening to us can testify. Hey, it's great being a grandparent. Because I can just hand them off. Here, I've, I've had enough. You, you take them from here. But, yeah, my dad, uh, on Friday, he was talking about uh, being a grandparent and how some of the things that he felt like he missed as a, a parent, like some of the just joys of seeing kids grow and stuff, he gets to relive as a grandparent without, like you said, that that, that uh, the need, the angst as maybe as much of like, oh, how is this kid going to, what am I going to do? Oh, you know no what I mean? Yeah. There's no doubt. And I mean... Uh, that's often the case. You know, once we've kind of graduated to a new level, you can turn around and mm. look in the rearview mirror and go, man, I wish I'd have done this yeah. or wish I'd have done that. And it's good. that Those are the things, the generational um, counsel that you're mm. able to give to another generation. Yeah. And, uh, you know, yeah, I tell you, fatherhood is a stressful role, but, man, it's awesome. <laughs> it is awesome. You may not think it in the process sometimes, but you look back and you go, man, I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. So. And it's been awesome uh, so far for me. So, you know, I know she's going to grow up and I'm going to have to take on more and more of the, the, the nervousness of instilling the values of, of God into her. But right now I just get to enjoy holding her and, you know, while she sleeps and 
speeding her sometimes. So, oh, you know what I mean? So it's, it's pretty cool. <laughs> well, I had, a, I had a great weekend. I, uh, I was sharing with you that on Tuesday of last week, um, so I, my wife and I have kind of a routine. Uh, we, you know, we get up at five in the morning. We, mm. we spend time uh, together reading and praying and it's just an awesome time. Cause you know, we're empty nesters. We don't have yeah. any kids in the house. So, you know, it, we can get up when we want. We don't have to worry about making noise. So we just, you know, we, we get busy and usually about nine o'clock, uh, we go down and I go walk my four grandsons in a stroller mm-hmm. for about two miles. Okay. And while my wife works out with our daughter, cause they live, you know, a couple miles down the street. And, uh, so on Tuesday morning, we got up to go down, uh, to do our routine. And, uh, we walk into my daughter's house and my son from Nashville and his girlfriend had driven almost through the night to be there to surprise us. Uh-huh. I, I mentioned that my son who's lived in Nashville for quite a while now, um, he did not, he still had, uh, he, he technically doesn't have a, an official address recorded mm. in Tennessee. So his, his voting is a Florida voting. Um, and that's how it happens in college. I remember that my, my official residence was down here and I yeah. was up in Indiana. And so my son who is, in fact, he's been on the air with us before he's, he's very passionate about his politics. Mm. And so he said, I'm not going to risk anything. I'm going to come. And so he, he, he and his girlfriend drove down, and uh, and he voted here on Tuesday. And then they ended up staying until yesterday, and they left yesterday to go, go back to Nashville. Well, just so happened that my daughter, who's from Nashville also, lives in Nashville with her husband, they they flew in on Thursday mm. because she was performing at a charitable uh, function over the weekend. So it was great. Uh, had you know had my four grandsons and my daughter and her husband, my other daughter and her husband, and then my son and his girlfriend in town with my son and his wife. Yeah. So it was uh, outside of my one who's in Colorado. We didn't really send a lot of pictures to her because she would be very disappointed that <laughs> yeah. she wasn't here. But it was a it was a great weekend. But uh, how, how was your weekend? Cool. It was good, you know, just uh, spending time uh, with the family and with the baby. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of family who still haven't got to meet her. So uh, it was cool to let them meet her and, uh, you know, share the joy uh, of that so that's what we did on sunday and then saturday just kind of relaxed with her and with each other so well when when doug asked me last week uh, i think it was wednesday or something he said he was going to be out of town would you mind filling in i said no i'd be glad to and i listened i think i listened to you guys on wednesday i was just curious you know what you guys were going to you know what the conversation was going to be like obviously this week we're in hebrews chapter 13 we'll be there probably if i had to guess another three maybe four weeks i don't know how doug has got the outline set up for the next three or four weeks but um but i was curious you know are you guys going to jump into talking about the election and uh quite frankly i'm curious how where you've been on this because uh, you know tuesday night i stayed up and uh, kind of went to bed fairly comfortable with where things were. Mm-hmm. You know, of course, I woke up Wednesday morning, complete opposite. Yeah. You know, and uh, in fact, I was kind of hoping maybe my son would come in and wake me up and say, "Hey, it's you know, it's right. I've been called or whatever." He didn't. So when I woke up Wednesday morning, I went, "Uh oh." Yeah. You know, but uh, you guys really didn't jump into it much. And of course, I know you you have a passion for some of that and history and all that. So I was curious. 
what, what, what you think about what, oh, all that's going on. Yeah, I think that there's um, definitely some very questionable things that happen on election night and on the days following. And I think that, uh, you know, regardless of uh, what what you know, we as individuals feel on the matter, I think there's a large segment of society who feels like uh, there's been fraudulent uh, actions and um, you know, regardless of, oh, well, no, there hasn't been or there has. There, there are people who feel that way, and uh, that's a long process of people feeling kind of like the system has, you know, gone against them, whether it be the courts saying that gay marriage was the law of the land, despite even California passing laws to say otherwise. I think you're going to, you know, people are starting to feel a lot of frustration, and now that the election appears like, oh, the voice of the people didn't matter. I think you're going to start to see people getting a little bit more testy, uh, depending on how everything ends up playing out. You know, I, 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 uh, I think over the last few days, I have not really, I've tried to kind of stay off social media to some mm. extent. I, I'm not really watching the news. I, I'm a big fan of Al Mohler, who's been mm. our guest mm. here several times. I always listen to the briefing. In fact, I was listening as I was making my way to the studio here a minute ago. And uh, realizing that uh, I think since 1848, the Associated Press has always announced, hmm. you know, made the mm-hmm. final announcement, which they did. Yeah. However, I think we're a long way from really getting to the bottom of this. Yeah, I, I agree. I, I, like, you know, just if you look at some of the, the unusual spikes that happened at 4 a.m. in a few mm-hmm. key states when they stopped counting at 1030 um, and random pipe bursting in you know certain arenas in other states that is just uh you know it's you know every single odd thing has went in the favor one you know in in one direction and right i mean at the very least you'd have to say uh wait what's going on here you know that's a little weird yeah yeah and there needs to be good explanations not just you know what you see for most of the press is oh these people are ridiculous for even questioning it you know what i mean and i think that that's uh unfair especially you know in the 2000 election uh al gore had his uh, day in court and they were able to do recounts and stuff like that and i think that um you know if the process has been legitimate then that'll be bared out and you shouldn't be afraid of extra scrutiny exactly no i to- totally agree and i think um you know uh, you know you challenge anything you're gonna you're gonna deal with some backlash yeah. on that and and that's obviously expected Mm -hmm. it's kind of like why trump didn't come out you know and say that you know this was prior to the election he said whatever the outcome is you know it's probably not gonna i'm not just gonna concede Mm -hmm. well biden wasn't gonna concede either in fact he was told by hillary Hillary clinton Clinton, don't concede under any circumstances and and you know what in this day and age that's probably pretty wise (laughs) now i don't know that that was her point but right i I can't judge her motives yeah uh, but when we come back from the break, I want to read a couple things before we kind of jump into the text. But Yeah, so stick with us. We will be back with more after the break. We'd like to give a special thanks to our sponsors, Ace Door and Window, as well as to our sponsors, Tom Neal Trucking and Jeff Andrews of Highway to Eternity Ministries. If you would like to sponsor the program, please email us at Doug at SWATradio.com. That's Doug at SWATradio.com. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. If you'd like to contact SWAT Radio, the toll-free number is 1-844-777-7928. That's 844-777-7928. 
or 844-777-SWAT. You can also listen to this program through the WTRJ The Truth app from the App Store or over the Internet by accessing www.swatradio.com. We'll be back shortly for further discussion and to take your calls. We're so grateful for having people like Tom Neal Truck Company sponsoring SWAT Radio. Tom Neal Truck Company is located at 417 Edgewood Avenue South in Jacksonville, Florida. Tom Neal is a full-service franchise truck dealer for Freightliner, Western Star, Volvo, Isuzu, and Sprinter vans offering new and used truck sales, service, parts and truck rental and leasing to the North Florida and South Georgia truck market. More information on Tom Neal Truck Company is located at www.tomneal.com. That's www.tomnehl.com. That was Brother by Need to Breathe. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. SWAT stands for Spiritual Warriors Advancing Truth. And if you are just joining us, I am Taylor Johnson, and I'm joined in the studio uh, with uh, by Brad Sykes. Uh, he's filling in for Doug as Doug is going to be out of town for uh, this week. We spent the first uh, segment. We were talking a little bit about um, the election and just kind of the news. And later we will be talking about Romans uh, chapter 13, um, but I think we're going to finish up a little bit and then transition into that yeah we'll definitely uh, transition i was sharing with you i I taught a couple times last week which in in all honesty it was probably good Mm -hmm. that i was i knew that that was on my schedule to teach and so instead of you know immersing myself in the news Mm -hmm. and what was going on in the world i I immersed myself in god's word Uh, i don't say that to sound overly spiritual it's just i had a responsibility to teach and for me you know, I, I've got to work extra hard if I'm going to teach. Uh, in fact, I'm going to be uh, teaching on Wednesday here at the SWAT study while Doug's away. And I'm already starting to look at the text. Of course, we're going to kind of unpack it over the next two or three days, uh, looking at Hebrews chapter 13. And, you know, it was interesting that I, I really was distracted from really a lot of the news that was going on, even the election mm. uh, to some extent. I, I saw, yeah. I, I watched uh, I watched the Daily Wire. By the way, yeah. what, what did you tune into? That's, I, I watched that too. Actually, I really yeah. enjoyed that. Yeah. My, my son is you know your generation loves that Ben Shapiro yeah. and those guys. It really kind of a neat setting that yeah. they have for that. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Yeah, it, I liked it. It 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 probably eased me a little bit. I, I was confessing that boy these elections and hey if you're listening to me and and Taylor maybe you're like this you know there's an uneasiness. It, Quite frankly, it's a lack of peace mm. that I get sometimes when I see what's happening. And and that's not to say, hey, we'll just throw our, throw our hands up and just accept the election as it is. Yeah. We, we need to be good stewards and get to the bottom of this and figure out what's going on. And, and, and the reality is, listen, God is in control. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, my wife and I are studying through Daniel right now. Yeah. And it's been a great reminder. In fact, Daniel 2.21 says, it is he who changes the times and the periods. He removes kings 
and he appoints kings. He gives wisdom to wise men and knowledge to people of understanding. Of course, Paul in 1 Timothy said, First of all, then, I urge that requests, prayers, intercession, and thanksgiving be made in behalf of all people, for kings and all who are in authority, so that we may lead a tranquil and quiet life. I, by the way, had that underlined, tr- quiet and tranquil life, or a tranquil and quiet life in all godliness and dignity. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Mm. Of course, you remember King Nebuchadnezzar, right? Daniel 4. It says, at the end of the days, I, Nebuchadnezzar, lifted my eyes to heaven. And I love this. It says, and my reason returned to me. And I blessed the Most High and praised and honored him who lives forever. For his dominion is an everlasting dominion and his kingdom endures forever from generation to generation. It says, all the inhabitants of the earth are accounted as nothing, and he does according to his will among the host of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth, and none can stay his hand or say to him, what have you done? Mm. And boy, that was my challenge to some of the men that I was teaching last week, is when this is all said and done, we can't sit back and go, God, what have you done? Yeah. Because the reality is God is sovereign. Mm -hmm. And what we're going to look at even this week is in Hebrews chapters 1 through 12 are really the writers laying this foundation of faith. But the reality is chapter 13 is kind of the structure built upon the foundation. Mm. In other words, you know, I, I live in a house. Nobody comes over to my house and admires the foundation of my house. Yeah, the foundation is 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 really seen through the structure. Mm-hmm. If you got a bad structure, you may have a bad foundation. Or if you have a bad bad foundation, you're likely going to have a bad structure. Yeah, and we'll kind of dig into that. Did you ever read? Uh, did your parents ever read uh, uh, the Screw Tape Letters from yeah, C.S. Yeah. Lewis? Uh-huh. I want to just read this. Uh, if you're not familiar with the screw tape letters, and and uh, it's been a long time, but I saw this effect. My son uh, printed this out and gave it to me. Um, so, screw tape is this kind of head demon, if mm-hmm. you will, and he's writing letters to one of his acolytes, uh, one of his disciples, Wormwood. Now, listen to this, and, and this will probably come to your memory if you've read it. It says, "My dear Wormwood." Be sure that the patient remains completely fixated on politics. Mm. Of course, he refers patients as those Mm -hmm. he's pursuing, you know. Arguments, political gossip, and obsessing on the faults of people they have never met serves as an excellent distraction from advancing in personal virtue, character, and the things the patient can control. Make sure to keep the patient in a constant state of angst, frustration, and general disdain towards the rest of the human race in order to avoid any kind of charity or inner peace from further developing. Ensure that the patient continues to believe that the problem is out there in the broken system rather than recognizing there is a problem within himself. Mm. Keep up the good work, Uncle Screwtape. That kind of uh, jives with. I'm reading this book called uh, "Live Not by Lies," and Oof. it's uh, about it's a book about Christian 
how to be a Christian dissident, you know? Yes. And uh, it, it, he was pulling from Solzhenitsyn, who wrote the Gulag Archipelago, mm-hmm. and he was saying that that is what has led to uh, communism being able to flourish, is that people individually were focused on the outside and living by lies instead of saying taking the responsibility on themselves to, hey, I'm going to do what's right. Yeah, regardless. absolutely. Absolutely. I, uh, <clears throat> in fact, I was uh, reading this. this my, my wife has a blog that she writes, not every day, but every other day. It says, uh, there's no doubt that what you think about President Trump is a reflection of who you have spent the last four years listening to mm. and getting your information from. Mm. Some in our country see him as a crusader against the deep state and then others as a full-blown fascist. Those viewpoints are so diametrically opposed that we must come to grips with the fact that something about the way we gather information is clearly flawed. The level of hypocrisy is high and intellectual honesty has fallen to an all-time low. To ensure the stability and future of our republic, we must all admit that we operate with some level of bias, and we must reject the emotional ploys used by politicians and the media to exploit those biases. Here's what I mean. Some in the media and on the left painted Amy Coney Barrett as a woman with dangerous values. It did not celebrate her as a woman to be emulated. A working mother of seven with adopted children to boot, a woman with no tangible sign of moral lapse. Those same people have elevated Kamala Harris, or is it Kamala, I can't remember, Mm. as a woman to be emulated, ignoring her checkered past and her affair with Willie Brown, a powerful married man, 31 years her senior. But then circle the moral lapse argument back around, and those on the right want to point out Kamala Harris's checkered past while ignoring Donald Trump's. Y'all... He says, we must be honest. So here's my call to the left. The current call to unity falls a little flat if you stand on the right. The left has spent the last four years relentlessly attacking. We cannot ignore that those on the left were fully prepared to destroy property and riot if they did not win. Look around. There are no riots in the streets. Nothing is burning. The National Guard is not on patrol. The police are not in riot gear having bricks thrown at them. Sure, there are lawsuits and calls to re-examine votes, but but that happened in 2000 as well. So if you were fed the line that the right is dangerous, I would just ask you to honestly examine that statement. We are going to work today. Sure, we may protest, but your businesses, your homes, and your dining experiences will not be destroyed or interrupted by our loss and your win. I would suggest you ask yourself why that is. I won't answer that for you. I will simply suggest you do your own inner working there. Peace. <laughs> well, you made a mistake. What is her blog? you got to tell the people where they can uh, see her blog. Well, you can go to, uh, well, that's a great question. I ought to know that right off the bat. <laughs> I'll come back to that maybe on the next yeah, segment. That, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, she, she's a very, you know, I told you, I way out married my pun coverage, as they say. But, uh, yeah. Anyway, it's good good read, and there's lots of good stuff out there. I always highly recommend the briefing. I know Doug mm-hmm. does, too, mm-hmm. Al Mohler. But it just gives such great insight to a lot of what we're dealing with. With that said, I want to just transition into Hebrews uh, chapter 13. Uh, we're going to be looking probably over the next, as I said, three weeks, we're going to be unpacking kind of the final chapter 
of Hebrews. Uh, in fact, chapter 1 through 12, as I said, kind of lay the foundation of a relationship with Christ. And chapter thir- 13 is, is the structure of a life built on Christ. Uh, it's, I always compare it. It's like building a home. I remember years ago, my, my dad was building this home in Austin. I may have mentioned it to you in the hill country of Texas. It's some rocky, nasty mm. soil. And to build that foundation, it, it, I think a third of the budget went toward just laying the foundation. So wow. a third of his entire budget for the house was in making sure the foundation was was right. And that's what the writer of Hebrews does in the first 12 chapters. It, it's basically laying out this doctrinal belief and this view that you can you need to leave Judaism, leave the sacrifices, leave the priesthood, leave all that, and come fully into Christ. And Doug has over and over and over again laid out these warnings that we see throughout the chapter. But the reality is chapter 13 is really the practical application of chapters 1 through 12. I have a revelation, Doug says, must lead to application. Mm. Um, orthodoxy must lead to orthopraxy. Mm. Um, doctrine leads to duty. You know, in other words, James made it very clear, don't merely be a hearer of the word. Right. I kind of would add to that, don't merely be a teacher, preacher, hearer, you know, proclaimer of the word, be a doer of it. Yeah. And and that's really where we're going to see in chapter 13 this living out this. What you believe will be reflected in how you live. It's it's not so much about what I say, it's about how I live. And so the writer concluded his letter with specific exhortations, requests, and greetings to enable his readers to continue to worship God acceptably under this new covenant and so the emphasis in the last section of the book is on living by faith and i know we're going to take a break we'll kind of jump back in when we come back and i'll have you read that text yeah so stick with us we will be back with more after the news you can follow us on facebook and twitter at swat radio talk is the handle that is at swat radio talk and you can download our swat app in the app store you're listening to swat radio stay tuned
Welcome back to SWAT Radio. That was Red Letters by David Crowder. If you are just joining us, we are going to be talking about Hebrews chapter 13 uh, today. And this week, we're looking at verses 1 through 6, right? 1 through 6? Correct. Yeah, correct. Didn't want to make sure I didn't mess that up. Um, So that's where we're going to be going in the first uh, half of the program. We talked a little bit about uh, just the election and all the stuff that's been going on uh, with that. And then also just talking about um, Brad's wife had a great uh, (laughs) blog post, a blog that she just started recently, uh, which is called. Yes. Uh, Sorry, I didn't know. I should know it. It's uh, so it's good. Do you ever see one flew over the cuckoo's nest? Oh, yeah. Okay. So it's. It's kind of taken from that. It's called they all flew out of the cuckoo's nest oh. dot com. So <laughs> nice. they all flew out of the cuckoo's nest dot com. I won't bother. Uh, if I asked you, hey, how do you spell cuckoo? You probably would know, not know how to spell it, but it's C U C K O O. Cuckoo. Okay. Okay. Were, anyway, yeah. I knew there was two O's. <laughs> so the, the, it really stems from this idea that you know you raise five kids. It's a crazy place, yeah. you know, and so anyway, that's her blog. They all flew out of the cuckoo's nest dot com, and you can go go read her and check her out. And uh, she's a she's a good writer. That is a very creative uh, name too. I like that. That's, yeah. that's good. She's a she she majored in English and and journalism in oh, okay. college, and and uh, it raised five kids, and you know now she's kind of putting those things back to use. Yeah. And uh, anyway, cool. it's it's good. I and I actually enjoy reading her stuff. And so but glad glad to be in Hebrews chapter 13. Um you know, so often I've probably said this on the air here and you know, I hope people aren't offended by what I say when I say this, but I feel like in much of the church, Taylor, the, the church the church in America is we are theologically obese. Mm. Uh, we, we, in the, the, the touch of a button, we can download some of the best preaching. Uh, I'm a huge, I love history. I love, I love the, <laughs> sounds awful. I love the dead theologians, mm. you know, yeah. the Spurgeons, yeah. the Martin Lloyd Jones, the Tozers, just a number of those. I like to go back and see those because, uh, they ran the race well, yeah. and uh, and I I enjoy that, and and the reality is it's good, it's good. I, 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 our our minds should be renewed in the gospel, in the word. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, in fact, Doug shared this Tozer quote. And I'll butcher it, I'm sure, but it's basically what you think of God is the most important thing about you, mm-hmm. and I totally believe that. But your belief is going to be lived out in your life. Now, you may say one thing, but your life is not going to, it may not reflect what you say you believe. And I said that before. It doesn't matter so much about what I say. Mm-hmm. What matters is what how I live. And, I mean, we live in a world where we're told one thing, but it's not lived out, right? Yeah. And, I mean, it's no greater evidence of that in raising children. <laughs> you know, it's like. That old statement, "Do as I say, not as I do." Yeah. Well, that's that's bad theology. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know, I think in chapter thirteen of Hebrews, it begins to move into and to transition into this idea of living out your faith. What does that lo- look like? And he presents the evidences of faith that should appear in our lives if we are really walking by faith and not by sight. And then the four evidences, and Doug will kind of unpack these over the next three to four weeks. Number one, enjoying spiritual 
fellowship in verses 1 through 6. Secondly, submitting to spiritual leadership in uh, verses 7 through 9, 17, and 24, which we may get into a little bit. Number three, sharing in spiritual wisdom. And then fourth, experiencing experiencing spiritual lordship. You know, this is a, a big deal that we often say, you know, people want Jesus as Savior, mm-hmm. but they don't want him as Lord. Well, you don't get one without the other in yeah. reality. If he is Savior, then he's Lord. Mm-hmm. And if he's Lord, then he's Savior. And Lord meaning is that I'm going to submit to his lordship. Um, I, I'm... You know, you think of Matthew twenty-eight nineteen. Go therefore and make disciples, teaching them, not just teaching them, but teaching them to observe, mm-hmm. teaching them to obey all that I've commanded. You know, this this whole idea of being obedient has to be played out in our life. It has to yeah. be lived out in our life. And so, um, you know, I think that's what we're going to be getting into. Um, the uh, the, the, the last chapter has really two parts in it. Verses 1 through 21 develop the idea of thankfulness expressed in service. And then verses 22 through 25 constitute really a personal note to the readers. I've I visualized it like this, that, you know, have you ever written long letters? And then in the last few minutes, you start to just unpack all the things you want to make sure that you get your point across. It's kind of that's what's happening here. When my kids used to leave the house to go somewhere with their Mm. friends, boy, as they're walking out the door, I'm unloading all these (laughs) things that I want to remind them of. Hey, remember who you are. Remember whose you are. Hey, how do you spell your last name? You know, Mm. it's just like all these things that, hey, you're going out into the world, and I want to make sure you reflect Christ. Mm. I want to make sure you reflect my name, you know. And uh, so anyway, that's kind of what's happening and last week, Doug referenced the Ten Commandments. I thought it was interesting, at least in our lesson. He talked about, you know, when you think about the Ten Commandments, you don't realize that the first four commandments are are vertical commandments. Mm-hmm. They're they, they're they're referring to our relationship with God. Yeah. And then the the five through ten, the next six commandments are how we live horizontally. Mm-hmm. And the importance. It's one of the reasons why we always. At the Bible studies, repeat the Shema. Yeah. It's about loving God first and loving our neighbor second. It, listen, you cannot realistically love your neighbor without a vertical relationship with God. In other words, you better have your relationship with God right so that you can love your neighbor. Yeah. And, uh, boy, I think that's just massively important. You know, A.W. Tozer, we uh, quoted him a little bit, not probably accurately, but <clears throat> Tozer says this, Faith, as Paul saw it, was a living, flaming thing leading to surrender and obedience to the commandments of Christ. And, you know, so often <clears throat> I've said this, it, this was a quote, and I'll, not exactly, by uh, Vody Bauckham, who said, you, you don't measure the spiritual maturity of a man outside the home. You mm. measure it inside the home. Listen, nobody could speak to my character more than my wife could. Mm-hmm. Same is probably true for you, right? Yeah. Uh, maybe your parents could. <laughs> but the reality is we live in such an intimate relationship with our spouses that they could surely speak to whether or not what we say is actually what we believe, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's 
that's true. And I actually, I, I've heard that uh, Bodie Bauckham, um the sermon that you referenced, and yeah, that was a great point. And, and he's really talking about children. Yeah, he's really speaking to the idea that hey, listen, my my children could come spend the weekend with you, and I, this was when they were younger. Boy, I taught them to really be obedient. I taught them to behave. Yeah, that's, when they were outside the home. But boy, some of the things that would come out of their mouth inside the home <laughs> reflected the fact that. They're just good performers, mm. you know. Don't measure the spiritual maturity of a child outside the home. Yeah, boy, I can't tell you, and you'll probably experience this as well. Is you know, you're you're going to have Sunday school teachers and people that are going to say, "Man, Taylor, your children are just amazing," <laughs> and you're smile, you're going to smile and laugh, and you're going to think, "Wow, wish they'd be that good in my home." <laughs> <clears throat> but you know, the Bible recognizes no faith that does not lead to obedience, nor does it recognize any obedience that does not spring forth from faith. Mm. The two are at opposite sides of the same coin. Listen, if we say that Jesus is Lord, it better be reflected in your life, right? Yeah. You know, you, that, that old story, you, you plant an apple seed, what do you expect? An, ap- uh, an apple tree. An apple yeah. tree. Well, you expect... What you really expect is apples. You expect oh, yeah, the fruit, yeah. right? But, I was about to say apples, and then I was like, well, wait, the tree comes first. So, but yeah, 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 apples. Well, and, and none of us, I'm, I'm sure well, I'm sure all of us would agree that we need a revival in our country. Oh, yeah. We need a revival. Charles Finney said this, a revival is nothing else than a new beginning of obedience to God. You know, I think there's hypocrisy on both sides of this. Yeah. You know, we like to point our finger as as I read there from uh, C.S. Lewis. We mm-hmm. like to point out that, that that's the problem is over there. Man, I don't know. I think we need to be careful. Yeah. You know, the, the problem is oftentimes within us. Yeah, and even if the problem is over there and you're focusing on that, there's so much that you can do in your own life and in your own, uh, you know, renewing of your own spirit that uh, – that, excuse me. Sorry, that confusing. Uh, uh, that that is more important. That's more. That's that, that's what you can actually control. You know, and to focus outside of what you can control is is not good. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, real quick before we take a break, I want to kind of prep for this last segment. So, in these six verses, we're going to look at. And you're going to read them when we come back. We're going to look at four qualities or attributes that should be evident in those who have fully surrendered their life to Christ. Number one, the love of the love for man. The loyalty to our mate, a longing for our maker, and a hope in our master. We'll recover that when we come back from the break. Glad you're here. Yep. You're listening to SWAT Radio. Stay tuned. This program has the potential to reach millions of men each week. If you'd like to learn how you can support this unique program that is helping men understand the truth about Jesus through God's Word and how to impact their lives and the lives of others, then go to www.swatradio.com. Then click on the donate link to help SWAT Radio pass on the truth for the next generation. Highway to Eternity Ministries is a ministry dedicated to encouraging those who have lost hope and coming alongside those who cannot find peace and are considered unfit for inclusion in Christ's church. They use published works to teach God's Word and share encouraging testimonies of transformed lives. 
Highway to Eternity Ministries serves as a parachurch ministry that comes alongside churches to share its passion and commitment through spiritual writings, nuances, and experiences to everyone who has an interest in the teachings of Jesus Christ. For more information, contact Jeff Andrews at 904-436-5175. I pull, go back and forth, finding myself Pounding on a locked door I try to make it out alone without your help But I know I never win this war I can never be, never be free without you I can never be, never be me without That is Austin French with Freedom Hymn. Welcome back to SWAT Radio. We have been talking today about Hebrews uh, chapter 13, verses 1 through 6 is what we're about to get into. We kind of did a little bit of an overview of what all of chapter 13 is going to entail as we go through it for the next uh, few weeks. But if you would like to join the discussion or have any questions, please call us at 1-844-777-7928. That's 1-844-777-SWAT. Or you can email us at taylor at swatradio.com. That's taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R, at swatradio.com. So, go ahead. Yeah, great. Um, Yeah, we tend to get uh, derailed sometimes. We start talking about politics. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We will make sure and cover everything that we're going to kind of unpack. In fact, I think you and I are together for the next couple of days. So, uh, we're going to have a good time here. Hope you'll come back and join us. And uh, thanks, to Tom, for filling in for Steve while while Steve's out. And uh, so we're in Hebrews chapter 13, 1 through 6. And if you would, Taylor, I'm going to have you go ahead and read read that text for us. All right. If you don't mind. Let brotherly love continue. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers, for thereby some have entertained angels unawares. Remember those who are in prison as those as though in prison with them, and those who are mistreated, since you also are in the body. Let marriage be held in honor among all, and let the marriage bed be undefiled, for God will judge the sexually immoral and adulterous. Keep your life free from love of money, and be content with what you have, for he has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. So we can confidently say, The Lord is my helper, I will not fear. What can man do to me? May God bless the reading of his word. So as we begin to look, especially this week, there's there's four main things we're going to look at. We're going to look at a love for man. So if if our faith is really a faith that we have fully surrendered to, this constant call by the writer of Hebrews is be all in. Enter, mm-hmm. enter God's rest. And that relationship will be evidenced in 
four things that we're going to look at in this text. A love for man, a loyalty to our mate, a longing for our maker, and a hope in our master. And that may seem a little out of, you know, like it's kind of it's what I said. It's kind of the emptying of the drawer. Here, yeah. here, let me just load you down with a bunch of stuff. But there is some continuity here. And uh, he, he, he begins here with this thing, let brotherly love continue. Uh, by the way, that 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 brotherly love is really the uh, where we get the the word. I'm going to pull up my notes that Doug sent us because I want to make sure we're we're on track here. Um, sorry, I'm trying to trying to find his notes here. Um, so get Philadelphia. From. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Philadelphos uh, love for brothers. Now, it, you know, could refer to the church. Mm-hmm. In other words, you and I are in the faith. Yeah. We are brothers. We know that. But remember who he's writing to. He's he's writing to fellow Jews, too. Mm. So there's some of this brotherhood. It's not really limited to those in the body of Christ. We know we're to love our neighbor, right? Yeah. We're to love our stranger, you know, the stranger. Well, who is my neighbor? Well, you know, we mm-hmm. see it in the Good Samaritan. You know, it's just anybody that God, you know, brings into our path. So I think, yeah, he may be talking about brothers in the church, and brothers in Christ, but the reality is we're, we're to continue to love our brothers. Yes, we're to continue to love. You know, Paul obviously writing says you know he he wants he wants to experience that love, mm-hmm. and um, you know I think it's this is a big deal because especially it, no more is that seen than in what we're seeing now in the world today. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, or in our country. You know, there there are people who love the Lord who may think differently mm-hmm. regarding the election. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that we happen to hit chapter 13 right here, right yeah. now. Yeah. Because to me, uh, there is no greater time. I think we have made a God out of politics. Yeah. And if you don't worship the same God that I do, then we don't even. And, man, we've got to put that aside. Mm-hmm. You know, again, that's not to say we don't fight for the freedom that we enjoy as a nation and to make sure we get to the bottom of all this. But let's not let that affect how we love our brothers. Yeah. You know, I mean, you and I were talking about it on the break. You know, we even family members can't mm-hmm. get along. Yeah. You know. And, and it's important to realize, too, that, you know, the the base or the, uh, the you know, the worst element of the other side of whichever one you're on doesn't isn't everybody – you know, who believes differently from you, you know what I mean? And, and a lot of times we look at like, Oh, this, you know, the Antifa types or, you know, the, the white supremacists and say, that's, that's who you are, you know, and, and not realizing those are extremes and that there's people who can not hold those, you know, anti-God premises, but still believe, Oh, maybe, you know, we should get le- less taxes or maybe we should tax. You know what I'm saying? Right, Instead of right. just off rip saying, Nope, that's my enemy over there you know especially if if they're of the faith you know Uh, well i mean i've i i will admit there are times when i let my emotions you know we live in this time where a lot of the news that we hear it's emotionalism mm -hmm, it's hysteria Mm -hmm. it's it's, we're gonna we're gonna take something and the whole it's like i have to be reminded how the news media works it is a for-profit business Mm -hmm. and what's how do they earn their profit they earn by advertising it how do they get advertisers? 
Well, you better have some viewers to get some advertisers. Mm-hmm. And to be yeah. a viewer, it's kind of like the, the accident on the interstate. Why does the traffic always back mm-hmm. up? And so oftentimes you get to the traffic and you're like, everybody's slowing down for that. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. know, it's, it's, let's make something that's not so big, really big so that we will slow down and we will, you know, point fingers and, and all those things. And mm-hmm. you and I were talking about this, this exit out of Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, which I totally support. I think that's fine. You know, I, I think we've experienced some things that I, I never would have thought would yeah. happen is mm-hmm. that we're being censored, that our free speech is being taken away. And you know what? Start a blog. That's kind of why my yeah. wife started that is to say, you know what? I'm going to give people another voice and, and we should be a voice, mm-hmm. but let's make sure our voice is more passionate for Christ yeah. and for our brothers than it is for the politics. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, some of the things we're experiencing in our nation, we start to look down that road and wonder, will, will, will the, the ability to speak the gospel be taken from us yeah we we certainly ought to fight for that mm-hmm. so anyway but i think in regards to this whole brotherly love that we extend love toward a brother even and especially if they think differently and yeah and sometimes love is to speak the truth you know and 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 say hey because like like your wife was saying we're getting information from completely different places and so to make sure that we're listening to the the other side but also to not be afraid to say you know, what the truth is and what God's truth is, um, most importantly, you know, because he's the author of truth. So, yeah. And then there's really, so when he's talking about this love for man, it's, it's, it's brothers, it's those in the church, it's strangers also, it's, it's love for the outsiders and those that aren't like us, that are really unknown to us. And uh, non believers will not trust Christ before they trust you. You know, somebody said, people don't care how much you know till they know how much you care. Mm. That, boy, this is an opportunity, I think, in the midst of, I guess what we need to do is think about what's happening and whatever is happening in your world. For some people right now, it's politics. It's Mm -hmm. all this. Listen, I've got a family, a a good friend of mine whose son was diagnosed with cancer. Uh, I've got another friend of mine, their daughter was diagnosed with cancer. While politics are, are a big deal, I can tr- I can tell you this: what's far more important than politics is the health of their children. Yeah. What should be most important to us is loving our brothers, mm-hmm. loving our sisters, loving our neighbors, loving strangers, and loving the hurting too. That that includes them. They're all kind of lumped in yeah. there together. And I think, in light of a, a lot of what we're experiencing in our culture, is an opportunity. To show the love of Christ, that doesn't mean bowing down and just accepting what they have to say. It's maybe it's engaging with mm-hmm. with somebody who doesn't think the way you think, or yeah. maybe you've seen their post on Facebook. My wife did a great job of this. Somebody posted something the other day, and my wife basically private messaged that person and said, "Hey, why don't we get together for coffee? Let's don't air our dirty laundry on yeah. Facebook. Let's get together and talk about it in person." And that's much better. Uh, you know, and that, that's a much better approach. And what I've found when I've done that to with people, then there's an opportunity to have a great discussion. Um, whereas on Facebook, you know, you get more entrenched in your your viewpoint. Um, so, yeah, that's that's really awesome that she did that. And I think that's something that the church needs to do a much better job of and us as individuals in the church of reaching out in that interpersonal way. Because a lot of people who are, you know, militantly atheist, a lot of times 
you, you look back in their history and they've been burned bad by the church or people in it. No, there's, there's no doubt. And I mean, I think there's no place, at least today, you know, whatever's going on in your world today, uh, we have an opportunity to put God on display. And, and your candidate may not have done as well as you'd hoped. I mean, obviously all this could be a long time before we really get to the bottom, even though the Associated Press has already come out and said, I'm, I'm not going there yet. So yeah. the reality is whatever's happening today, and in your world, we have an opportunity to put God on display. And I think we can do that first and foremost by loving our brothers, loving our strangers, loving that, loving those who are hurting. There are people all around us if we will just engage. And so he says, continue in brotherly love. I think he says that in a sense because he knows that there are going to be things that are going to distract us and derail us from doing that. Yeah. It's essential that we love our brothers. Yeah. So. Well, that is all the time we have for today. You've been listening to SWAT Radio. If you missed any of this program or would like to listen to past programs, please visit us at www.swatradio.com. That's www.swatradio.com. Or you can listen to our podcast by searching SWAT Radio. You can also download our SWAT app in the App Store. Join us weekdays at 3 o'clock for more SWAT Radio. We will see you then. Thanks for tuning in. If you missed a SWAT radio broadcast this week and would like to hear any show in its entirety, then go to SWATradio.com. Click on Past Shows, where you can listen to the broadcast. Also, if you're looking for a band of brothers that gather around God's Word to be a part of, then go to SWATradio.com and email one of our hosts, and they can get you plugged in to one of the local SWAT Bible studies. Tune in next time to explore how SWAT radio is strengthening spiritual